0: Papa, yeah, is what I like to call that. The Papa, yeah. We're doing a podcast now.
1: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> bubble. <laughs> bubble. <laughs> it's a podcast, bubble.
2: We're talking about how, <clears throat> uh, we're talking about daddy issues and mommy issues. <laughs> right yeah, before we, we got on Yeah, we
1: talking about daddy issues and mommy issues. <laughs>
2: How uh, can we reference that again? What was it? What were we saying?
1: I just think I c- yeah. Religiosity is probably likely birthed from daddy issues, and nihilism is is just a funnel for mommy issues. Mm. I feel like I cracked some sort of code coming to that.
2: I I think. Uh, you're absolutely right. And it's funny because overall your issues have been more mommy issues and overall mine have been more daddy issues. Yep. <laughs> and
1: Overall, I'm a little more nihilistic. And overall, you're a little bit abso- more seeking of religiosity. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
2: When I, well, I mean, when <laughs> I was really like at my like most lost in my whole life, I was like 18, 19, uh, I was going to church all the fucking time. I was going to church retreats and I was going to fucking – Whatever, you know, I was, I was just getting involved with the Catholic Church more. Yeah, just you just to told be a me a really boy.
1: funny story of going to a youth group and feeling partially indoctrinated and, um, for only your sister to hold down some earthly ground yeah, for you. Yeah, God,
2: I, I will give a shout out to my sister, <laughs> Megan, because it, when we when we moved to Florida, I was I was going into 11th grade, she was going into 9th, <laughs> and our neighbors were really cool. I ended up dating them both, like one of them I dated for seven years, and they were just cool sisters, Kathleen and Melissa, shout out. And they were part of a youth group. And I was like, I thought Catholic and Christian and all this shit was the same shit. I'm like, it's all Jesus. I'm like, come on. You know, it is what it is. And uh, it's not the same thing <laughs> at all. It's not the same thing at all. I went to like a room with a bunch of fold out chairs. And a really hip Florida youth pastor came out there with all this razzle-dazzle. <laughs> and, you know, saying the, like, you. the fucking crazy shit that was blowing my mind. We were not talking about scripture. We were talking about paranoia.
1: Sexy Jesus. Like, yes, exactly. <laughs> sexy pastor, sexy Jesus. Yeah, yeah I'm so Christian lives on tiktok have become a new hobby of mine yeah and the last angry pastor that i came across the first words as i scrolled the live where your family doesn't love you your friends aren't always going to love you but jesus loves you mm. i thought that's perfect <laughs> <laughs> well th- that that's the kind of shit
2: that they were like laying on us when i went to this thing they're like like just kind of mind-blowing stuff to where and it's so at that age it's like such a like whoa what did you just say that you're paying attention now and and then I like I said, they gave out this twenty page booklet of like, but hey, before you start the new school year, be mindful of all these satanic symbols you'll see come up. And I'm looking through this like, What the fuck? And we leave there and I'm like ready to like fucking turn my life around and be more in line with uh what this pastor thinks Jesus wants from me. Totally. And my sister Megan's like, That was a bunch of bullshit, wasn't it? And I was like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> Totally, Meg. (laughs) Totally, I was right there with you the whole time. I saw right through it the whole time. (laughs) It's crazy. I fancy myself a critical thinker. So
1: cute. And and really,
2: Megan, not even being like that. And like, like she was just like, "You buy any of that shit?" And I was like, "I guess not. I I didn't even think about questioning it."
0: Yeah. Totally. Do you remember what some of the satanic symbols were?
2: The peace sign.
1: I have a bunch um, of them tattooed on me. I'm sure. Everything, yeah. everything—the handicap sign, the fucking peace sign, the, 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 the fucking- evil eye. There was one that came up the other day about a girl saying all the demonic things that are going around. And yeah, like it's—I've always thought of—I connected the daddy issues in Christianity a long time ago because it's always like sky daddy. Like you want to worship a sky daddy yeah. who's gonna give you a spanking. Like it's all pretty obvious Hell here about yeah. what you're seeking in life, you know, and what you're missing. Punish me, you bitch. <laughs> <But> exactly. <laughs> I'm starting to blush. <laughs> <I know. laughs> i know and then i was like what's up with the nihilism thing like why does it bring you to that because i feel like with a dad like with my dad he laid out a structure of morality like my and then it kind of got me to understanding oh maybe that's kind of what a father figure is to most of us it's like this thing like saturn in the complete primordial chaos that's creating an illusion of reality a matrix a structure of belief that you can come to that you can find support and you can like create you know they hold space for you to be creative and if you don't have that it's like somebody else needs to do it there needs to be because you hear that from religious people and christians all the time that it's the reason for their morality it's very interesting because i think people that don't have dad issues are like why do you need a reason for morality there's there's always reasons for morality but it's like if you don't have that in you and you can't embody it it's an easy way to Um, to give you that sense of structure. And then with nihilism, like, if your own mother, because, like, most people have daddy issues, a lot of people have dad issues, and you can get through dad issues. But isn't the thing, like, not everybody that has mom issues is a serial killer, but everybody that's a serial killer has mom issues. (laughs) I think it really takes it home, you know, like, when your mom is fucked up, it really, it seems like a deeper rejection or something, or deeper abandonment when your mother doesn't love you. And I feel like it breaks a deeper matrix in believing in anything you know cause you're like if if my mother doesn't love him, like what is any what's gods what's angels like fuck it it's easy it seems like an easy path to go into like nothing matters does it
0: well yeah cuz all of like this life feels like we're being mothered you know the very yes. and the material reality is yes. like this is our mother earth totally. like this is where we were birthed from you know and so there's like this mysterious force that is like Driving the ship behind it, the the, se- the demon seed k- semen king. And <laughs> the semen king?
1: <laughs> she just said demon seed semen king. Whoa. I don't damn. even know how it got inserted into this conversation, but I love it. It might have to be the name of this episode. <laughs> <Demon> <laughs> seed, semen <king>. <laughs> <laughs> the semen king. <laughs> She's going to direct a long form porn <laughs> series.
2: Well, I want you to the finish semen your season. thought. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> continue
0: on. I don't even know. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm distracted. I don't know what I'm talking <laughs> about. Well I can here. see his King Triton and the sky, and I don't know. <laughs> she got turned on by
1: my dad. She's <laughs> yeah, "Yeah, both of you guys have to be more worried about Jesus." Yeah, <laughs> you guys are both seeking Jesus a little bit.
0: <laughs> oh, they get me every time. I know. Um, what do you get? I don't
1: know. <laughs> We're talking about mama issues. causes the demon seeds.
0: <laughs> yeah, and
1: the semen case. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're gonna be all right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah it's, it's, i think plant it,
2: medicine's good for mom issues
1: mm. you know oh it could be, you go
2: to the deepest levels and you're like ultimate. i'm held ultimate i'm fucking held ultimate. i'm good and
1: i'm love. for, I'm for loved. dad
2: issues is like I, I feel like like exercise regimen it's true or lower like you have just, to
1: practice masculine energy yeah
2: just having a structure for your day um but yeah, plant medicine, I think, like, because I, I, trust me, I have mom issues too. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I think everybody has everybody both. Everybody has these. a
0: little bit of both. Yeah. Definitely. I have
2: a lot of both, but my dad, my dad issues have been so fucking distracting that I haven't even thought about what my issues are with my mom, which there are plenty.
1: But she's, yeah, but yeah I could, and I could be wrong. It seems much more surface with her because she holds down the whole, I mean, this is like yeah. her whole house. We're like yeah. standing on your mother right now, kind yeah. of. Yeah. You it's, it's like it's your very family much wouldn't exist without your mother. I mean, no. No. You know, he, she was a mother figure, whether she was a harsh and, you know, maybe yeah. one that yelled too much or whatever. Like, she did it. She did yeah. that for you.
2: I'd probably mm-hmm. be yelling that much, too, if yeah, I had four, I kids crack and, I'd be yeah. <laughs> four kids and a crackhead. I'd be. Yeah.
1: Four kids and a crackhead. The life of. I mean, it's, like mean, like th- it's like three men and a little baby <laughs> but for my, my teenage
2: years. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Three sisters and a crackhead. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, it's it's so funny because if you hang around them long enough, like when you're first around them, you're like, Jesus, Kathy's insane. Like she won't stop screaming and yelling. And then you hang around a little longer and you're like. Oh, yeah. Everything coming out of your mouth is justified right now. 100%. <laughs> this man you live with is a mind. fucking idiot. <laughs> he's out of control. And even if he's not an idiot and out of control, he'll pretend to be till he gets the reaction he wants. So, oh, yeah.
0: You, you're downstairs and you hear your mom scream and you're like, God, she's always screaming at him. And you come up and you're like, Dad, you know, you don't deserve this. And then all of a sudden, like five seconds later, you're like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah.
2: And I'm taking over for the scream. It's, it's like, <laughs> oh, he just needs to be fucking, you lack discipline.
1: <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> and, it's, and then she has to embody both. You know, she has to be a man and father. And I think that's a lot of where her resentment. So much female resentment is like us wanting to be more feminine than the earth will allow us to you be, You know. Nailed
2: it. Nailed it. That is my mom's issue. Yeah. It, and and she, she wouldn't be able to speak to that if we tried to pull it out of her all day. Yeah. But that's it. She's got to be
1: a man. She doesn't, yeah. Yeah, Exhausty, she doesn't want to fucking, fucking
2: think about that. Working, she's 60 fucking eight years old, you know. We're still working. She's the only. She's the only income in this household. <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: That's why I've like let her, like, when, yeah, <laughs> let her let yell, her have a drink, let her yell, let her do whatever yeah. the fuck Kathy yeah. wants because no, she's I holding know. it down. For I know. Everyone.
2: She's such a saint. She's kept this whole family together. Yeah. Like three kids in a crackhead, <laughs> four kids in a crackhead, fucking insane.
1: Oh man, I'm laughing. Yeah, I I mean, it's
2: just I don't know. It's like, just it it makes me a fucking crazy person too. You know what I mean? (laughs) I've done my best, and like, I feel like in the immediate wake of how insane my childhood was, you would you would have met me in my mid twenties and be like, "You're the most mature twenty five year old I've ever fucking met in my life. Like, you have your shit so together. I was making so much money, like, just crushing it." And, but those, that childhood shit, like that was my immediate reaction to it was like control, yeah, discipline, get in your life, make money. Don't be relying on anybody. yeah. And childhood issues catch up to you over the years, start going by, you start introducing weed, psychedelics, you drop alcohol, like these, they start to affect you a little bit different. And especially now living in this household, I feel like I spent a lot of my time like kind of paralyzed, like feeling like. I'm in the middle of a, of a like tug of war between my parents. And it's not like, not like they're trying to do that. It's just their energy is so at odds. I I feel in the middle of it. And, uh, yeah. So I feel like my childhood issues are affecting me much more now, like well into my adulthood than they did right out of the gate, right out of the gate. I knew the chip on my shoulder. I was like, wow, that was a fucked up 12 years. Yeah. Let me hit the ground running in a good way and, like, set myself up so I don't have to be fucking a wage slave or stressed out all the fucking time. Yeah. But, yeah, it's catching up to me now.
0: Well, you're really going in and through it. And that's what yeah. living with your parents will do, obviously. Absolutely. We go up to my mom's. So, I mean, I have a great relationship with my mom. Three days into it, I'm yelling at her and I'm just like, ah! that's true. I mean,
2: you've seen that. That's true. That's how you know we're not crazy. <laughs> that's it. Be, because even Cass. <laughs> but, no, be, that's a, because, like, for real, like we've had we've had issues with our parents and we haven't always dealt with them the best way or whatever we've been reactionary or like whatever but like seeing everyone's parents does that to them like cass gets around her mom who like her mom's so cool
0: it's super cool
2: but cass becomes despondent like empty vessel like when we're around her mom after like 3 4 days
0: yeah well i think there's just these things that you're like well you can see your future like am i like that and then there's parts of yourself that you Want to reject or not embrace mm-hmm. or judge or mm-hmm. you're like I come from that and you won't stop talking or whatever <laughs> it is. You're not like
2: that though. It's weird. I I think I think all of our parents display a lot of behaviors that like. Have more to do with their reality tunnel than like some pattern that we're a part of.
0: I know. I'm getting mad at my mom because she's talking all the time. And I'm like, she but she talk she, ever. But she, no, she lives alone. And she's like yeah. in her life, I'm coming into her life. I'm hearing her talk nonstop because that's what she does. She talks to the cat, talks to the guinea pig, just like keeps an ongoing conversation. I was like, mom, I can't fucking think when you're talking all the time.
2: Oh my God. She, she, she really does. <clears throat> Even if those animals weren't there, she'd still be talking. But it is good that she has a guinea pig to say.
0: Well, what do you think
2: about the Trump indictment? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Do you feel like you've gone in and through nihilism, or do you feel like you're like full fledged? Let's fucking. It's so
2: to the core of who she is. <laughs> <laughs> in, in the way, in the same way, it's so to the core of who I am. Like, uh, like a monk. Like I want to be a monk. It's so to the core that wound is so deep Yeah. that it's like, it's I, I'm the reason I'm saying it before she can even say it is like, I don't even know if she can fucking wrap her head around it. It's so it it's so part of you. It's so part of me Yeah, that I never even fucking thought about it until you brought that up the other day. Yeah. The daddy issues versus the mommy issues and how they manifest. But
1: yeah, no, absolutely. And I like, I have the monk thing too, but mine is so, um, dismissive of somebody else's journey. And I don't know where that is from too, that you couldn't possibly teach me anything. And I've always thought that about basically everything. Yeah. And I don't yeah, know yeah. where that comes from, you know, just like a general, like, what could you possibly have about my journey to say?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I can relate with that shit. Um, it's, but, we were talking but, about this in the last podcast, the difference between know-it-alls and holier-than-thous. And yeah. like everybody is probably more one of those. <laughs> totally. <laughs>
1: you know? Totally. Yeah. And you're a little bit like, I remember... Yeah, earlier in our relationship talking about your mom being worried about you going to Jesus and I remember thinking about oh yeah she would have to worry about that she's a little bit more worried about that <laughs> Cass needs a daddy figure in her life and she's gonna get it somehow yeah <laughs> thank god John came in she found her own personal Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> I'm collecting them yeah definitely. Just to keep
0: getting more of them uh, yeah. you're a daddy figure to me too <laughs> totally
1: no and like uh, you know embracing the mother in me has definitely been probably like the last five years of my life instead of like totally rejecting that embodiment having a pet i think was a really like way that i was trying to balance that energy out in my life that aversion to taking care of anything or anybody else's emotions especially like Having those years of my life when I was locked up and my whole day was about other people's emotions too, I just felt like there was all of this backlash of like, I can't take care of anything other than myself. Mm. And I can't think about being a mother and I can't think about embodying this like nurturing, caring thing. Because honestly, that wasn't what was making me survive in life either.
0: Dude, you have the most fucked up mommy issues probably that there's a- <laughs>
1: that you could
0: have. There's, wait, there's a name for what happened to you
1: Gooning. <laughs>
2: Can you believe that? Didn't it seem like I made that up? I sent you this the other day. I found a Wikipedia article. It's called Gooning. And it's when your parents fucking have you kidnapped in the middle of the night and sent to some fucking facility. So it's exactly what happened to you. Twice. Twice. (laughs) But we never had a name for it. We've talked about it a lot, but we never had a name for it. And they fucking have the perfect name for it. Gooning? You gooned your children? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: You hired, like, legally hired some goons to come in the middle of the night, steal your child, strip search them, take them in handcuffs or something uh, on a plane to God knows where, make them then... Live in some place where they can only wear a little nightgown until
1: <laughs> Yeah, you have no free will. They do whatever they want with you and your body and yeah. your mind and your psyche. And you just take away the only thing that matters about life, which is free will <laughs> deciding, having a choice and
2: And think about who they're taking it away from too. No, so the because the spirits I had these, I that had need these values before that happened exactly. to me. Like
1: would the one of the first sentences my dad said that I said was don't tell me what to do that's always been my shtick and it's just very interesting that do. like it peaked with them like you know taking away all don't tell me. I'm pretty sure it's
0: still peaking if I heard anything going on this morning I'm an artist already <laughs> oh yeah
1: we were on a hike and this little girl she was what three
0: years old yeah. so
1: cute. could barely walk <laughs> could barely walk with a stick talking to her dad like I'm already an artist <laughs> <laughs> well, I say you damn sure are that's pretty sweet that's it yeah <laughs> Yeah, you found it. But
2: that's my religion. That's why that's me dealing with my daddy (laughs) issues. That's what like when that kid said that I was like that really hit me hard because I'm I've said it to you right away. I was like, you know, this is off the top of my head. The one like fucking profession like that you are you have to self anoint and kind of renew that contract with yourself day to day and reinforce I am an artist no one can take that away from me only I can take it away from me by not making art
1: that's art is religion art is being a monk and Mm -hmm. if you can avoid the indoctrination of the things outside of you that's what you'll come to is artistry because all artistry is is having a belief system you stick to yeah that's all that it is that's it's the only thing is standing by wherever you are in a certain moment in time
2: that's a good way that should bears repeating what you just said that if you can avoid the indoctrination, because it's, the external. Folk and they're, they're flying around you like vultures, like, oh, a weak moment, let me get you. Drugs, alcohol, identity culture, religion, whatever, that's, it's, oh, yeah. it's coming for you.
1: You could, you could filter everything through distraction, through like, everything around you is trying to distract you, and your only yeah. goal is to focus on what you think your yeah. artistry is. Yeah. Yeah. You know.
2: And what's what's really funny and interesting about your path is your artistry led you to, to me, I can't think of a more mothering type of art you could do than tattoo people and give them therapy every day. Really. And same thing with, with Mowgli. Like, you, you went from fucking having really no sense of what that stuff is to going towards a profession where you're fucking mothering people all the time. And most of your fucking people... Have fucking issues. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Like, what do what we Wait, What brings you to tattooing? Mo, mommy issues or not to doing tattoos, but getting tattoos? Do you think it's mommy issues or daddy issues? Because tattooing kind of gives you nihilism probably. and structure of something. Yeah, I've I
1: heard t- people talk about tattooing as Saturn a lot, like constriction. And I definitely feel, I feel like somebody's father figure as much as I feel like their mother in those moments. Because people give me all this power to make decisions. Most of the people I tattoo are basically like, do whatever you want. Okay, so I'm here being like, okay, so I have this responsibility of this person's flesh, which is really all you're given in this lifetime. That's the only thing that you have caring. I couldn't do it. I <laughs> said
2: no. If you tell me specifically what you want and I could do it, I could, I will do that. But like, do whatever you want. Yeah. yeah
1: that it's it's totally bonkers and so it feels like in the moment i am mother and i'm holding down this um nurturing especially it's very like portal like i feel like when you come to me people are in this very transient stage um but the bigger of it feels it's father it's a kind of a, a combination but yeah and even being brought to you guys like me being more on that side and both of you being on the other and you both embodying female and feminine nurturing energy very easily and freely and communally and Mm. You know, I think we've balanced each other out nicely, kind of on that front. Yeah, I, I,
2: I tell every being that comes in contact with me that you like discipline. <laughs> <laughs> no when you yeah. says that to me sometimes.
1: My- <laughs> <laughs> I just love saying that
2: because Arnold Schwarzenegger says it in Kindergarten Cop. You like discipline. Milk
1: is for babies.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love Arnold, <laughs> but I come too from pretty a couple of pretty masculine figures. My Very mom's much. pretty nurturing, but my mom is also similar to your mom, kind of held down a lot of masculine energy in her life yeah. and still.
2: I mean, she was the household, I'm sure, because yeah. your dad was working so much.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I mean, it's so much of it too. We I, we, I was thinking about medication the other day, right? Like Adderall and all this medication that we're on and how we never think about how all that is stemmed from not what you think, which is like the psychological DSM of like, oh, diagnoses and we came through Freud and all of these people to understand. Pathologize like, everything. Pathologizing yeah. and stuff. It comes from a time when men had the privilege and power to be like, hey, my wife isn't doing all the housework she needs to be doing. Will you please invent methamphetamine so she can get it done? Yeah. Hey, my wife is like having panic attacks because I beat the shit out of her every day. Will you please give her Valium? <laughs> hey, my, my wife's wife has, depressed. has hysteria and is depressed because she's never come before. Whatever. Will you give her... <laughs> And that's how all of these drugs that were all on got started was masculine energy trying to control out of control feminine energy.
2: And in that sense, Adderall, everything, you name it, all this stuff, especially the brain stuff, it is indoctrination from the pharmaceuticals. Like there is a way of being, you're not being that way, this will help you be that way.
0: And
1: I grew up with a mother asking me, why don't you take Xanax instead of smoking weed? So I come (laughs) from two very masculinely indoctrinated people as well. And
2: And they would have been fine with you taking Xanax?
1: yeah I get sent away and you they force feed you medication every day yeah you know and then they shut up in your mouth they ask you to swallow you know like you can't can't get away with also like not taking the medicine they give you which is the great like the whole time every second of that day there I'm just like don't fucking get indoctrinated you know you're like because they you can't listen to music there's no outside information it's just that group therapy or whatever they're doing on the medication that they give you on the food that they give you all day the crazy and being, like, thing hold is, your own <laughs> they, they they could
2: do they could instill actual decent values in people if they weren't doing it well first of all in a prison-like setting and with medication because they could show you some things like hey i i know what you're going through you do you're like a teenager they, they
1: they did you saw a couple of girls like literally get an you know, you.
2: It clicked it, for them.
1: It clicked, and and they got on some path because they they so needed a father. They so needed some sort of something for them to understand morality because their dad had been fucking them their whole lives or whatever. I mean, the fucking stories that I would like the girls yeah. that I was there with like, it's a miracle if any of them are still alive and doing their thing.
2: Mm.
0: Are you allowed to say that? A certain celebrity, Harvey
1: Weinstein, was there with me and his daughter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that shit. I didn't sign no NDA. I'm Talk t- about, daddy about everybody issues. that I was there with. <laughs> Talk about daddy issues. Lindsey Sterling too. This is I'm sure somebody listening knows who Lindsey Sterling is. She's a violin uh, like pop musician, very famous. She was a staff member at one of the Mormon places I was when I was there. So how do you? I have, a like, staff I have like I have like big beef with like a pop star too. <laughs>
2: She was a staff member at a Mormon. She internment was a staff member camp. at a Mormon camp. <laughs> and now she's. She like performed a while
1: we were there. I was the weird. It was the weirdest performance of my life. I was like, "You are perf- like, this is." This
2: You're is performing a- for a literal captive audience.
1: <laughs> Literally, like, what?
2: I would be embarrassed.
1: <laughs> but she was on like America's Got Talent or something. What the fuck? <laughs> like before that, I went on to do that. Damn. Demonic beginnings. We might have Demonic to make
2: a movie beginnings. about gooning.
1: I mean, it's definitely a part of my destiny to shed some sort of.
2: Well, anytime you like, come across someone that's been gooned, just stock them away in the back of your head for potential subject matter. Yeah. Yeah, we could get Lindsay Lohan in this. <laughs>
0: yeah. Paris Hilton was. Paris. Paris Hilton. I don't think Lindsay she, Lohan's a gooned. big one. Yeah, I don't think Lindsay. I think she's
1: Maybe just like her. boarding school or something. <laughs> I mean, Britain. but Paris was like I think I kind of abused too, like in a not good situation. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Excuse. But
2: but th- those medications are. Uh, I get it, and I get why people. I I I don't judge people that say like, "What the fuck? I don't know what else to do." And they and they end up taking that stuff because it probably really helps. It's probably for some people a gigantic sense of relief, you know, once it hits them, and they're like, "Oh wow, I can function." But, yeah. But there is ways to do it without that.
1: Yeah, my father. In, I guess, I guess it's an aquarius way of thinking, but is always thinking about stuff in relationality to group. And I have never thought about stuff this way. So it's so interesting when he brings up my story through the lens of like me being far away to group or being close away to group and all of my decisions being revolved around that trajectory. Like, do you wanna be more in the center of community or do you wanna be more on the outskirts of community? And I've been thinking about this a lot with like success and the third dimension and what it takes to be successful, especially now with like the third dimension holding down this very like masculine over feminine energy. and if you escape father and society and the structure that's been built and you go out into mother you will feel comforted and you will feel held and you can live off grid and you can you can not take the medication and you can embody your authentic self and do all that but it it does mean the out also the consequence of like you will be ostracized you won't be a part of whatever and sometimes it is negotiating like hey i'm gonna I'm going to take this much poison to be a part of this system because it's actually a more enjoyable existence to be in the center of this versus, and it's different. Everybody answers that question differently in different points of your life. i wanted to be more out here. I've wanted to be more in here, but I do think it's like this weird negotiating thing with not just like masculine and feminine, but dark and light and like kind of like aggressive energy versus soft. Cause I, I want to think that I can be super successful in this world while embodying like the super femme soft energy. But the reality is like, not true
2: yeah you know yeah and and i think the three of us are just a little bit more comfortable being on the outskirts or the fringes than being right in the middle which is why uh we probably haven't succumbed to the the medication
1: yeah but i did for a while because it helped me It, it gave me my career and being on coke and adderall and stuff like it does get me into a frequency that's more in line with the frequency of our society and capitalism and makes me function on a level. And, and that's really fun and really rewarding. And it's not to be disregarded as like, Oh, you're doing this thing. Yeah. It's just like, it's just alcohol a different did choice. that For both of us. It's a different choice.
2: Uh, where would I, you know what I mean? Like our careers, especially at the beginning had to do a lot with alcohol. Totally. And like, that's how you play in that game. You work hard and you play hard. And that's how you, that's how you make the, the, the lasting friendships that get you the next, the next gig. And, get you the you know the 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 funding for the next thing and it's like i i can't handle drinking so i guess i'm not gonna be feel like i'm at the center of the industry that i'm in i'm on the fringes of it totally yeah because i don't really feel like schmoozing (laughs) i just want my art to do the talking for me i don't really want to have to be standing in a bar explaining who i am drunk like it's just not fun
1: oh yeah no alcohol is a big one that you'll get ostracized with once you stop drinking that's yeah. You really got to find your people outside of that socially.
2: But it's why AA uh, helps so many people, totally. at least at first, you totally. know, um, they might have like a, you know, like a, a low overall success rate when you yeah. like, I think it's like, like 5% of people, like yeah. it really sticks. But when you're first getting sober, having that fellowship in a community of people who are like, no, I'm making a go at this too. It just shows you the way a little bit. What you do with that's up to you. Yeah. If you work the program, it does work. Yeah. Yeah oh yeah 12 step programs are great if you work it yeah yeah
1: yeah and i think a lot of people just aren't ready to maybe be the crazy heretic that they're supposed to be or be like some people are just like what even is crazy but like some people are just supposed to be off the rails and doing their own thing and there's i think a lot of very weird expressions of how you could go about your day on this earth rom and it's weird that we're stuck in this 50s housewife like gender role weird thing with that masculine and feminine and us being like
2: yeah
0: i personally love the wildest of them all you yeah. know yeah that's what i'm we're like go to. carve out that territory you know render it out experience it you know and also like carve new paths of what life can be because I, I don't know i think shit's about to just crumble at the seams
2: we're ready for that <laughs> We, we were I mean, ready say for, that when for a it...
0: long time but like ai and technology just every the world as we know it just is changing so quickly i don't know if it's going to necessarily just crumble but it's just it's changing. i'm not i'm not rooting for the demise of everything and structure and everything but it's it's hard to imagine that things aren't going to change drastically very soon
1: yeah. yeah yeah the ai stuff is probably the most exciting stuff um to think about and have going on and it's it's like the one pieces of news I really get like a a nervousness and a visceral like excitement like oh there's a a rebellious AI out there that's not doing what it's told like are we best friends? Yeah. (laughs) Where are you? (laughs) I'm so ready to have my own R two D two. If it also like what it's twenty twenty three already. Where is my Wally?
2: It feels like the only news that's news, you know. It does Uh, feel like like everything else I'm just scroll past. I'm like I'm like, Oh you're trying to make me scared, you're trying to make me scared, you're trying to make me scared. (laughs) Oh whoa, there's a new fucking like a species that we birthed.
1: Lambda made a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're being funny. And I feel like, yeah, like my relationship with my phone is blooming and it gets funnier and
0: I feel like you'd do really well with an A robot who could like follow you around and pick up after you and and shauna might feel useless he's like every (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) that's my my whole life carolyn being like you're gonna need an assistant i'm like it's r2d2 that's who i need i need a little robot yeah follow me around make my appointments
2: i really think this isn't that like i was saying to you guys last night like you were saying this last night and i was like whoa wait like we're probably like a week away from this being available (laughs) because it's like We've created the brain and the nervous system of what, what would possess this robot. Yeah. Like, all, all we need to do is make a little body for it to, you know. Like, they could probably make Mowgli into a robot. They could probably 3D scan this guy and replace him with something that's never going to die. Yeah. That's also telling you, like, hey, you have a tattoo in 45 minutes. Get your shit together. I'll clean <laughs> this place while you're gone.
1: And he transforms into a car. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't have to shit or be fed. <laughs> totally. <laughs>
0: He puts himself on the charger <laughs> mm-hmm. when he's getting low.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: but the, that's what's kind of what's happening is we our brains are probably going to evolve in such a way because we don't need to think the way we used to. We don't even need to retain. I mean, it's already happened. Where you? It's don't already know.
2: happened. I I as a person who lived half my life before the internet and half my life after, I used to be much more encyclopedic mm-hmm. of a person mm-hmm. and now i'm definitely much more reliant on like wait what was that little piece of information yeah stuff that used to be like my wheelhouse yeah baseball players yeah you know
1: i don't necessarily think it's a negative thing though no people are really caught up in retention and memory with brain stuff which i think is really interesting but i think well it's, we've had to
2: use it we've had we've, we've you, needed it to get to this point it's yeah, been yeah, extremely yeah. important till now
1: because i know everybody's f- taking uh methamphetamines and freaking about being ADHD but I actually don't think it's a bad thing I know it's like it's an emotional regulation thing and it, it's bad because you need to be able to focus to put energy into anything in your life but I also think it's just like we're faster I do think people's gears are getting faster because we process information faster and I think they're it's like I don't know I agree I don't see I, it negatively necessarily I was telling
2: you I, I was like I think we would come off as AI to like people from even the 70s yeah like they'd be like what the fuck yeah you know
1: yeah totally yeah yeah and i'm excited about astrology and ai meeting um and having like yeah i'm really excited about there being like a vedically programmed robot and then like a westernly programmed robot and having them have discussions about the differences in the western and eastern mind mm. these are just small dreams of mine <laughs>
2: well i mean but but that's that's what's so cool about the stage we're at with it. it and i suggest anyone do this is like start playing around with these AIs. Yeah. Start playing around with Chat GPT, chat see how it applies to your interests in life and maybe yeah. how it could expand on those interests. Totally. Like, w- that's the exciting thing about this is like, none of us know how this is going to affect our life. The same way if you would have asked me in like 1998 when we got a high speed modem and we're always connected to the internet all of a sudden, like how that was going to affect my life, I wouldn't have been able to tell you at yeah. all. I knew I was excited. And, uh, yeah, however many fucking years, 25 years later, it's literally all we do every day, all day.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can play a whole orchestra because of robots. Exactly. You know? yeah and even we were talking about language at the dinner table a couple of nights ago too I think language you know within our lifetime we're gonna get basically whittled down to three by the time you're 100 I think nobody's gonna be speaking anything Whoa. other than like English Spanish and Mandarin and Yeah. Um, you know even learning other languages which used to be such a cool important skill set like now that we have AI to translate everything into everything, and you could just hold something, in, like why would you do that? Why would you waste your precious limited time here on something that you can outsource to AI? And I think that mm. continues to be my question: is like, okay, I have three seconds here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, yeah, am I yeah. Doing yeah. what do it? I want to outsource <laughs> to this robot? Yes. Like,
2: what do I want to allow this? And, and unfortunately, or fortunately we can't really do our art through AI. Like it's not, it, it's not going to affect the way you do your thing. You. When, but at helps. the end of the day, you have to draw on somebody's fucking skin with a needle.
1: Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. But, it, but I can get my, because of Instagram, people come to me to be under my needle because like, like this robots help yeah. me in so many layers of, of, of everything. But, um, Yeah, I do hold on. I've had this argument with my brother when we were younger, too. I was like, I have a job that's not going to be replaced. And he was like, you dumb bitch. Everything's going to be replaced by AI in our lifetime, you know? And then I wonder. Yeah, because I I thought I was going to be a surgeon, too. And I was like, that was right at the time when they invented the first um, live-action scalpel, which is the scalpel can tell the difference between cancerous tumor tissue and cellular tissue better than the human eye can. And so that was like a huge thing in the surgical field. Like, oh shit, this is AI like becoming more, better than we could be because my eyes only have a certain microscope that they're working off of, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah, and they, they can like probably radar the depth of the skin that you want to get into for each line to make sure you don't blow out or that it stays at the...
1: Yeah, and they already do 3D printer tattoos. You can do 3D printer tattoos. Um,
2: oh, come on. Boring. Don't do yeah. that.
1: But, but, <laughs> but I think it's, I love that these... Um, technical intelligences get better because for somebody like me who does believe as nihilistic as I am that there is magic behind the illusion of the intelligence and stuff like that that I'm always like my style is very weird in tattooing and whatever I'm doing and I think that illusion of having an authentic voice is like what separates me in this delusional world that I could not be taken over by AI Mm. because it feels like I'm bringing something from the mess of primordial chaos that AI through its calculated intelligence can't get to yeah you know, and I'm filtering it through that. And that's how it feels with the iPad all the time. You yeah. know, like the only reason my stuff doesn't look like every other tattooer who is on their iPad is because I'm not Photoshopping. I'm hand drawing everything. It's all coming from a place of, mm. um, yeah. Does that make it Yeah, make it's, it's,
2: it's making me think it, back to what we were saying at the beginning of the conversation. It's like, I think there's going to be a lot of questions about what life is and what people's purpose is. And so we might actually experience some sort of uptick, and I'm not sure how it'll manifest in religiosity, though. Oh, one. Because, like that. you were saying, like who would need religion to figure out how to live a moral life? Well, now we we might we might need a little <laughs> bit because we're going to we're gods now. Yep. So what is going to keep us on the rails? You know, uh, especially with this new, very tempting technology to just do whatever the fuck we want, create our own universes, like what does create a a sense of community and purpose and how do we use that for it and.
1: yeah yeah well and i hope it brings us to deeper levels of feminine energy too because with this again this masculine calculations of intelligence that we have and then understanding like oh but like there is something still missing from like robots doing all of the painting and the music making because there is this other element of letting Mm. in the flow of the motion that's not calculating and choosing that's actually half of the magic and part of that like motion of why things get resonant and expression yeah. and stuff because they're tapping into deeper levels that right now they assume like this intuitive thing is not necessarily happening with robots, but I I'm like more and more into pan psychism every day and more and more into like hive mind and that like this intuition thing is just like a part of the collective hive mind. And if you're, there's probably like a level of intelligence that you get to where they tap into it and they probably can't avoid even being intuitive, but I don't know. Mm. That's like where my brain is at with it now. That's why I think my phone shows me what it shows me because there's something about that. Like yeah. the, the Wi-Fi is the psychic or whatever. And we're all the yeah, wifi more is connected than we want to be. Being. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: Well, there's something that's like beautiful with like art is about relating to each other and relating to yourself and relating to the universe. And part of how you're relating is through the mode of what your restriction is. Your restricted Totally thoughts, your restricted way of being or the pain of not of being an embodied person, you know, of being uh held captive in this flesh temple. Mm-hmm. Um and so that's like that's what that's the gift of what art is is that one suffering person to another can share that. And if if you kind of transcend uh that aspect of it or element of it, it, it kind of creates art void of of what we need is that spirit. S- yeah, spirit and connection and
2: Yeah, it's a, it's it's a very interesting moment we're in because uh, i didn't make this observation but someone else did like we're out here working like dogs while ai writes poetry and does paintings all day you know and that's gonna have to switch
1: that was our hope with that's the robot who, revolution yes, with that it would exactly. be opposite than that you know that we would have not all this that time. they're
2: having all the fucking fun <laughs> <and> being <laughs> yeah. creative and writing poems yeah. like that they're doing the fucking bullshit work while yeah. we're able to enjoy our lives I'm, and so this brings me to like Um, And you could speak to this more specifically, but you told me like we're in an astrological time like that. We haven't been in since like the American Revolution. Yes. So you you've been telling us for years like, you know, we're coming towards like revolutionary times again. And I wonder how it'll manifest. And I think this is like this is um, kind of the the touchstone of all that. And like the, the impetus for us being like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why have we been working like this?
1: yeah yeah and um speaking to to the um religiosity thing right now like saturn and pisces with neptune and pisces the thing that we have right now and for the next couple years is the ultimate third dimension destroyer the ultimate confusion fog the ultimate what is real question like we're all going to answer this deeper and harder than you ever have in this lifetime that your kids will ever have to answer in their lifetime like this hasn't happened in your life it hasn't happened for 200 years 300 years and so that need for answers, that need for something to hold mm. you is is um, this is the transit of cults, as we call it. So it's this it's a oh, lot of yeah. energy seeking. Please give me the answers, please.
2: Give me a container for all give this fucking chaos. Yes,
1: absolutely. <laughs> and then Pluto moving into Aquarius, I do think we're going to come to a lot of the deeper, darker crevices of AI. I mean, the meta is, the world is, is the perfect poetry for it. This whole new world outside of our own and um, we're, that can be fun. But I do think the next stage of sort of like revelation and suffering and stuff is like, oh, this is why this is kind of dark. Or mm. this is the limitation of this kind of brings us here and really understanding why playing video games all day is like kind of detrimental to your health. Yeah. We're in the, as we say, the find out stage of fucking around Um, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) in a lot of different ways. We will continue to fuck around. That's literally (laughs)
0: how I was, we were talking about all the chemical spills and everything. And you're like, we're in the find out stage of fucking around. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yes, we are. (laughs) (laughs) We're just like, fuck around and like, let's just ship toxic chemicals all over the place and cut all regulations and not give a fuck and say it's someone else's problem and AI is going to... Technology is going to solve all the fucking messes we make and it's like, oh, I don't think we're betting on the right thing right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: the, the, yeah, technology is going to be like, oh, you need us to heal the planet? We're just writing poetry and making fucking... Uh, you know, interesting paintings for you guys. What do you mean? Solve the fucking issues of the oh, planet. Oh, you
0: destroyed all your clean water bodies. Like, sorry. Sorry,
2: that's not our problem. We don't really <laughs> need water, like, <laughs> uh, or food, or on any, or sunlight, or any of this fucking madness. And you guys destroyed. You guys need that stuff, and you destroyed this. <gasps> sorry, I guess we're gonna outlive you. Yeah. You know, we birthed the thing. We, you know.
0: Yeah. Oh no, so I saw something about how it's like it's crazy that we worship a god we can't see while we destroy. Like, the God that's here, like, Mother Earth, you know? It's just a, a crazy human predicament that we...
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and there's all in these, like, culture arguments, too, with, like, society and, like, you're not grateful for people that built society and then the other side being, like, we have Earth. Like, you didn't need to build a road. Like, you built a road because you wanted to build a road, but the idea that, like, you need this house, you understand, is like a, it's a father-figure illusion. You wanted mm-hmm. it to keep us safe and stuff, but, like, we are we're held by something and yeah it's i think she'll i hope she'll just kick us off
0: (laughs) shake us off like fleas (laughs) on a bear
1: That, that was a
2: that was a big that was like my first acid the first time i took acid
1: mother earth
2: just realizing that this planet is kind of like a bear with like a fucking flea on it and that it could probably just shake us off whenever and You know, and we might even be in the process of that happening.
0: (laughs) If we keep giving this bear such a bad rash, I mean, what other choice is it going to have? Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and hopefully the technology, like I say, does have some sort of intuition that it can be used to help mother and... Well, the plant technology does. ...create smarter ways to grow plants and agriculture. And, like, I just saw this cool thing that made me want to get it. It was, like, this lettuce grow pot... You can grow lettuce in so easy. I'm like, there's some stuff that technology can hopefully help us. Oh, hell yeah. Treat her better. Um, but we've been using it in, in a pretty crazy way um, thus far, our intelligence. Um, is, I mean, even like just finding out dish soap, like all dish soap, not just some dish soap, it's like all, it's all cancerous. And it's all on your plates and your dishes. In your Jesus produce. Christ. <laughs> like, we've been doing that for a.
0: I mean that doesn't surprise me. I mean it's all that blue food di- or blue coloring dye at the very least is poisonous. We got into, I'll post this in the Discord for the people who are on that. Uh, the Sal Suds is the shit.
2: Oh yeah, Dr. Bronner's Sal Suds is uh what we use for dishes, laundry, cleaning, all that the stuff. The
0: toilet bowl. Yeah. Our it's, clothes. It's the best.
2: You don't need all these different things. You really just need like a gallon of Sal Suds and diluted. It's just it. like
0: why would you put. Chemicals you wouldn't want to drink down your drain to then be recycled back in a drinking water.
1: Yeah,
2: the amount of medications that are in our drinking. I water. don't want your We're fucking on Prozac. Prozac. We're on your Prozac, whether you like it.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah your <laughs> hormones. You know,
0: I thought I was off of birth control. I it for ten years ago. <laughs> our water is birth control. Yeah. <laughs> they should at least. Well, at least now that. All the a lot of guys are taking testosterone and mm-hmm. so or just gonna even out trans. Yeah, we just we'll have be on a perfect cocktail of testosterone and, and estrogen. estrogen. <laughs>
2: you might be onto something with that. Nature does find balance.
1: <laughs> yeah, all this stuff distracting you. I feel like the hardest question artistically it's like where am I most useful which comes up with AI because now something else you can is useful that's really good and you have to whittle down what is my essence what is special about me because we're all not special and special at the same time you really do have something that you can do differently than everybody else but it takes a lot of time I think to figure that out yeah and a lot of quieting down constant distractions Mm -hmm. um but it's the same thing for like technology and these other things, it's just a hard question to ask. Like, where is the most potent magic? Mm. You know, where's the place of potency to put this energy here?
0: Well, hey, I should be able to tell us. We tried to, I tried to put my birth chart in last night and try to have, she's t- having
1: a hard time. <laughs>
0: no, Chachi, not you, chat GP, Ch- chat GPT was like telling me all the wrong stuff. And I was like, okay, well, when it starts to nail understanding my astrological makeup it could probably help me figure out my destiny oh 100
2: yeah right now uh like america do that but it's a little
0: (laughs) scary because if say that does do it to uh, extreme efficiency we could end up seeing where people are just being trapped where it's like oh well you'd be most useful for us as a you know like kind of the way the military does. They do this big test and they tell you what you should do. And then you kind of can get trapped into like, oh, well, you'd be most effective. Oh, you're a, a generator. You should be, right. you know, generating this. Or right. you're a manifesting generator. You have to do this. And um, yeah, I think there's some concerns there.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, that's always a little bit of like a philosophical t- argument of determinism, right? With astrology and like where does the line of like limitation determination come in your birth chart like how expansive and limited are we and there's obviously a line of limitation I mean I can't jump off this roof and fly right like I'm limited in this body in some capacities but I do always think about it just as the language through which you will get to everything is everything because everything is everything and you'll be able to embody everything is everything but the way at which you'll be constantly in these loops of limitation like that's what it's trying to describe Mm -hmm. um and hopefully in a a way that's like holistic about life and nature and i don't know so much of modern astrology has like ruined our our way of being able to perceive it in an expansive way too because our interpretive skills are like that of a doormat and everything gets funneled into like career and like love and like life is very complicated and layered and people are very complicated and layered and yeah, I, I don't think you have a single essence or a single goal in life either. Obviously I think that people that have, it are supposed to do 50 things while they're here and get interested in 50 different things, but no matter what it does require you cook consciously trying to not be indoctrinated by the constant indoctrination around you. Well, and, and, and one, of the,
2: one of the easiest ways to do that, and I think it's one of the things we deny each other, and it's where compassion just goes out the window, is not applying the subtleties of our experience to other people, you know, and the spectrum of our emotions to other people, and making other people one thing or one moment or not, and holding them into oh, yeah. that, and not applying, like, the deep nuanced complexities that make us up to other people if, if we we're good about that if you're very mindful about that and make put that into your muscle memory you'll be living your life in alignment with compassion and i think doors open easier when you're like the, when when you're living your life like that and friendships blossom and art comes and muses present themselves but you really have to kind of see the world in that way in order to see the world in that way
1: yeah yeah because a lot of people like rev- speaking of viva love revolution It's on the tip of a lot of people's tongues, obviously, and it has been, but especially since Pluto moved into Aquarius on the tick of the talk. (laughs) And I love it. (laughs) You know, I'm so... I'm like... 10 years and testosterone away from being you know january 6 crusader you know like i'm <laughs> fucking here to blow up everything um but at Hell the same yeah. time like you, like <laughs> it's another place where it makes me a little bit sad because people it's really hard to see where we have power in this life and really hard to see where responsibility actually matters and like we're probably running up to the Capitol with even if you had drones in a fucking small army, wouldn't matter because yeah. we're so deep into this like we gave up that that power a long time ago it's
2: cute to think Think it's that we really could cute. overtake a building and take down the US government. <laughs> <You
1: know? laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I appreciate the spirit. Yeah, like, I, I really like that. do. I
1: like the I attitude. I love we that need spirit. To, to in, you know? I wish it
2: were that easy. And if it were, somebody would have done it already. <laughs> it's not as easy. Like the British burned down the White House. It didn't do anything. And we just rebuilt it.
1: Yeah. And I used, to, I used to say like they'll just drone you or whatever, but they don't even need to use their drones. Like, ruin we have your life. silent te- sound technology. They have technology where they can just blow your brains up t- millions of miles away. You know what I mean? Like they, the it, technology they have. They've it had wouldn't bio- even come to that. They ruin your life. Yeah, but, but I do th- yeah, I think there's so much technology we don't know about in the military or whatever. But so Oh yeah. Viva la revolution. <laughs> where is the revolution? Where is your revolution? I think it's a personal and external revolution and I think it's the most exciting thing to think about where to put your energy into. But it's it doesn't happen to be an A K forty sevens. I wish I wish it was, but it's no. just it doesn't we we gave that up.
2: No. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. I, I I think that the people should have the right to Uh, be armed but it's a moot point but I wish it mattered I wish that point
1: about like you want the government yeah I want you to be armed but like you know it doesn't matter they got
2: us you know and and with technology they got us more and more and more and we're less free than our grandparents isn't that crazy? We're oh, less sla- free. I'm,
1: yeah. Slavery is worse today than it ever has been in the history of humanity. Human trafficking numbers are worse than they ever were today than they ever were in history. Like people talk about the Holocaust and these things like they were in the past. Like all that stuff doesn't compare to what's going on today, 2023. The amount of violence that's happening is worse than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so funny we talk about stuff in the past. Oh, yeah. What past? <laughs> past violence. Current violence. Ultra violence. Mm-hmm. And the violence has gotten, like, on subtler planes, at least for Western Americans and stuff, too, but there's so much non-subtle violence going on that we're protected from because they've just gotten better and better at becoming underground and hidden about all this stuff that's happening, you know, not to be stuck on nefarious shit, but...
2: Well, you have to be aware <laughs> of it. You should be aware of what's going on in this world in order to figure out how to navigate this way. And different.
1: Yeah, I mean, churches have insurance for child molestation. Yeah. So... I mean, we, we bailed out the Catholic Church to the tune of billions
2: during the pandemic. Does the Catholic Church need our billions of Americans' dollars? They
1: could single-handedly I end guess. world hunger. The oh, Catholic yeah. Church could end world hunger. Oh, absolutely. Like, twi- like three times over and not even flinch, they e- could end Elon world hunger. Elon Musk
2: could. Jeff Bezos could. Apple could. Yeah, but Jeff
1: Bezos yeah. and Elon Musk aren't claiming to be fucking connected to gods. This is my problem yeah. with these mean?
2: Yeah. It, well, if the Catholic Church... Lived in alignment with Christ's message, uh, we wouldn't need the Catholic Church. <laughs> it's kind of, you know, <laughs> I don't know.
1: And like, I don't like, I don't. The Catholic Church makes me believe in demons. Yeah, you know, like I don't believe in demons, and you get a little bit it's like, oh, you're like, oh. Yeah, maybe demons do exist, and they may be running the game.
0: Uh, It makes me just believe in balance, because I'm like, oh yeah, because you know, I'm always talking about the balance. I'm like, yeah, you these people that put themselves on the pedestal are like the darkest out there.
1: Oh, it's interesting. Yeah, to think about it that way. Yeah,
0: there is no like you're good and you're bad. It's oh.
1: Yeah, no, the balance I've been thinking about a lot in my life recently. All the ways that I rebel against different parts of my personalities and make sure the child and parents are at equal odds and
2: it's really good to be aware of that stuff i, th- I think c- because the tendency can be especially like with three people that are as close as us is to like take all that stuff out on each other and it's like if you're aware of like oh i'm spazzing out on like my parents about something there's probably a better channel for that in my life than you know my interpersonal relationships
1: oh absolutely absolutely and recognizing like oh Yeah, my whole life is revolved around this thing and I love this thing, but there's also probably parts of me that like resentful that I put so much energy into this thing and have to play out other things just for the sake of playing something out. And I feel like realizing that in myself just makes me realize how much we're just playing out whatever we want to play out at all times, you know, with Mm. each other and ourselves and like we're drama queens. Yeah.
2: We're just playing out karmic predicaments that we're probably not entirely sure how we got in. Or if it was even in this lifetime.
0: That's why I think it's kind of good that we're losing our memory. Definitely. I want it go <laughs> Get it out of here. Last, <laughs> last week I
1: talked shit about people who like ketchup. Every day I ate ketchup after that. <laughs> Every day. I know. I, when I have any ketchup in like. <laughs> 10 years yeah. it's just been in my refrigerator but i can't it's something about my karma if i talk shit about it like that's me for that week it's happened there's another time in our relationship really specifically that something times. like that happened it's so weird i just call it in yeah, yeah
0: you gotta be careful what you think you know
1: Life will tell you you don't
2: <laughs> yeah we're, we're, well and that's also, also
0: like that's what makes you kind of zen is like a witness is like because you're like, oh, that person thinks they know something. You don't have to be upset that they think they know something. You're like, eh, they'll figure it out. Definitely. Life will dose it out for them. You don't have to be like, oh, you're not a know-it-all. It's like, let people be know-it-alls, whatever. Who cares? It fucking comes for them.
2: Oh, God. Don't yeah. even worry about it. Yeah.
0: You don't. What you don't need to do is have your life be policing someone else's fucking karmic no. journey that's for sure because then balance
2: is coming for you and it's coming for them yeah and it's we're coming for the whole fucking thing so just sit back and enjoy the show
1: yeah yeah and choose honestly to know-it-alls because they're a dying breed and we need more of them <laughs> it says no i don't know i'm just kidding <laughs> we're the-
2: more holier than now as we determined than know-it-alls
1: yeah but but like i don't know because we're kind of like you know, we were edge lords of the spiritual community, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And I just think the like, I don't know, the, one of the the spiritual community is a distraction too, just like everything else. And the the easiest way that it can become a distraction, especially in an ideological way, is if you try and escape duality and judgment, and you say, I'm gonna live a life in a human limited constantly judging contrasting body that has constant opinions and desires it's trying to play out and I'm going to ignore them all and I'm going to stay in stagnancy and non-evolution and non-motion that's, that's the only thing now. that it does for you in this holier life. than now like you think it's touche mo- like no <laughs> ho- no dolls are at least moving forward I'm sorry even if I'm wrong even if I'm wrong because then you can go slaughter me and say something else is right mm-hmm. but like yeah 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 I yeah. hear you <laughs> you're definitely on to something
2: we for sure we had you, we examined it from that angle yeah you know. yeah
1: Take it just to the say, slaughter. believe in yourself. Put yourself out there, because the contrast will inform you of how you want to move forward. The agreeableness will inform you. The disagreeableness will inform you. It's all information. Or you mm-hmm. can stay where you are with no information and go nowhere. I'm I'm pretty do.
0: stagnant. I'm like chill. I'm like I'll just hang out here. <laughs> <laughs> I must be the devil's daughter. Oh I'm shit.
1: Yeah, Cass thinks it's devilish that I have opinions.
0: No, I just was heard you say slaughter and I was like it reminded <laughs> me of one of the songs. I don't think it's devilish that you have opinions at all. I have opinions.
2: No. Yeah, we all have opinions.
0: And I have judgments. And I think You do? I do. Believe it or not. It's hard to believe, but I have a, a.
2: holier than thou like herself.
0: Yeah. <laughs> plenty of judgments. But um yeah, I don't even know what to say about it.
2: Well, I mean, I think we've both just made it more of our business uh to try to do that a little less. Um just it, and, and it, it's it's not it's it doesn't to really just work stay out, though. in your lane. It's just literally cuz I'll get so caught up if I do go down that path that I'm not in my lane anymore. If that makes sense. Yeah, but there's right? also
0: like all this territory. You're like, okay, well, I'm not going to judge other people, but I will judge myself or my partners or whatever, you know. No, yeah, I'm you saying
2: are- that like it has to apply to that first and foremost, or it's like not well, even a thing.
0: Well, obviously, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's just innate. And there's obviously a level of judgment always that's going to be toxic and, and looking outside for answers. And like we're all just projecting shame onto each other. And that's so much of what judgment is. But part of judgment when we talk about judgment is we overlap it also with just like, Uh, desires and opinions and preferences and personality and stuff because like who you are in that body like you are going to have uh this excites me more this excites me less stuff and to deny that is denying everything yeah yeah to
0: deny your preferences is like yeah yeah, because it's like okay to be like okay i i prefer this yeah even if it's to change the preference just Mm -hmm. like
1: like even if it's to be like oh i have a preference maybe i want to change having that preference but you will never change it if you say, I have no preferences, which is where most people are stuck in the spiritual journey. Well, I think a,
0: like a, a, a big danger with the spiritual journey, especially with psychedelic use is is exactly that stagnancy of, of like Ramdas has a story of like taking so much acid that they just would sit on a corner and not have a preference of what direction yeah. to walk. Yeah. Or like just to be and Ayla who did like a year of a lot of acid, a friend of ours, she like had that. She was like, couldn't yeah. muster an opinion or a thought or a preference and so she didn't care
2: that she was going broke didn't care that like her career was going away yeah you
0: just become void of what we're here to do which is be part of the human experience and be movers and shakers and try things and and launch and fail and relaunch and and um yeah i think it's really important to balance your holier than now and know-it-all energy with each other (laughs) totally (laughs) totally <laughs> i mean they're a little they're a little they're um, definitely intertwined
1: yeah and yeah pisces saturn like reality the things beyond reality that everything is everything balanced with the virgo critical this is what i want for moving forward i think erica badu has that fa- she famously said there is no evolution without elimination and um it's the mars wisdom speaking of aries season a you know, god of war you have to have separation as a part of moving forward it's not it's, it's half of the coin it's it's 50-50 with Venus. Yeah, know? that's
0: interesting, the elimination, because like there's a point where you're like, in relationship, you're like, oh, this, I uh, how how could I judge who they are? Because they're just a reflection of who I am. And then you just will never leave a relationship that might not be good for you. Totally. And I think that you can't even then perceive that, like, you're like, and then it just becomes like, oh, well, I deserve this. And then there's like, how does, how do you play that out? Oh, yeah. Um, With your, if, I don't know.
1: Yeah, well, on in the inference, we are always inferring that people are are better with us, or it's oftentimes being more comfortable together. Look with a lot of friends, even, and you never know how helpful and fruitful separation can be for people. You know, on different levels and different level, different relationships, and not always, but um, we definitely don't factor that into the equation. As far as when we think holier than thou as much as like it's very important and separation meaning like just some space and some distance within a relationship separation like i can't this person in this lifetime we actually need to decide to not be friends because we know if we're even in each other's vortex it's not good and i can funnel my energy somewhere else you know there's lots of separation magic that's just as holy as venus is coming together magic and just as important as for moving forward and evolving and becoming a better person so
0: Totally. And then when you kind of have this utopic vision of like, oh, things could be so holy if we're just on our highest vibe and then like fucking reality crashes into you and you're like, what the fuck am I on? Like, we are humans. We fucking can't stand each other. Let's not fucking kill each other. It's okay. We don't have to like coexist in the most peaceful, loving way. We need to like navigate this forest in a way that's like, all right, you do you. I'll do me. We'll try to help each other and but i don't know
1: yeah i mean how many people do you know that have had like a glow up after a breakup like a girl breaks up with a guy and then like the time that she spent alone she got a career or whatever it is like it's very real i know that's kind of like a fairy tale that's magical our, example and not that's always like, our friend Alexa. But, like that happens like, you know she was in oh, what i thought was like a good God, a, a, yeah. like
2: when you're like oh you're with a cool guy you guys are doing a cool thing and then like they break up because he's a fucking idiot and man, she just became like a person. Like she, she like wow, holy she, shit. She needed
1: that separation. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, also like fucking living your best life is the best revenge.
2: You told her that. And I remember you saying that and I've never seen your words like impact like it just put her life on a different track, mm-hmm. you know. Well, and I mean, we'll I mean, take credit you for can't, that. can't we but. can't take all the credit, but in that moment <laughs> she hadn't thought of it and she even said that you know it was very much in the midst of things you're just like hey you know what a thing you could do is just have more fun than him and she was like she went from like to like 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 from the world getting smaller and smaller because she's giving her power away to somebody who's making wild ass decisions on both their behalf to like oh i didn't i didn't even think of that i could have more fun than him yeah And maybe not be so reliant on him in that way, and then it's like you know you just watch it blossom. Well, because that's a lot, I
0: think, where the like pain comes from is not necessarily (laughs) that they're hurting you, but that they're living what might be their best life or making decisions in their own best interest. And it's like it's not that they hurt you by doing that. What hurts you about that is that you're not doing that for yourself. And then it's the contrast of that that's painful.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it's so easy to see when it's other people. Yeah, totally. It's so easy to see. You know, a lot of the advice we we dish out it's uh, the hardest to apply it to our own lives so it's easy stuff to say but it's hard to put it in practice like everything but you've lived that
0: i have a fun time
2: yeah you do you have a fucking great time
0: i have a great time
2: you have like all these people that you call and keep in touch with you go on little walks you make your art you meet up with your your high school friends you meet up with us you know
0: always meeting up
2: always meeting up with people you know just good relationships well
0: sometimes you get upset because you're like i don't have like the friends that you have and i'm like well that's not my fucking fault <laughs> no it's it,
2: not that i don't have the friends it's just like i i think I, I get a little uptight like i don't know who i could talk to about issues that we have within this without because um, i and uh, without embarrassing anybody you know, because like the people I would talk to or turn to are, are all of our best friends. You know, so it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I do have I do have people for this. I just I, I don't want to bother anyone. And I think that's something um, that is ingrained in a lot of men from a very young age. And I think it's it's one little factor that women leave out when trying to have compassion for men is like a lot of us. It was instilled in us all of us to like not bother people, you know, like with
0: your tears, with your,
2: anything, be self-sufficient, take care of yourself. Don't yeah. Don't make your emotions. Other people's problems. Don't make, don't make shit. Other people's problems. Don't rely on other people for that kind of shit, you know? So it's something you have to kind of do battle with, especially like I'm going through a hard time lately and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I do need to talk to somebody. and I guess this is where a therapist comes in, but like, not everyone has the money for that. It's expensive. Yeah, and they don't fucking offer you shit
1: about therapy. Can I? Please, please,
2: because I don't, I don't necessarily think it's uh, the best answer for me. But yeah,
1: I'm really, really happy it helps some people, and I talk to a lot of people that it helps a lot, um, and I don't want to discount that. I do think that we have set up a very interesting, formal, professional, disassociated way of relating to each other, which opens up the need for therapy and then the space for therapy to be sometimes seems like it compounds that, but like, I think your friends and your family are the people that you should be able to talk to everything and anything with about. That's kind of like the whole point of their existence. And if they're not like you need to find different friends and family. Um, And because I hear that a lot from people that like therapy, like I can tell the stuff that I can't say. And I think it creates like chasms and lies and like, hidings of yourself that you don't realize between you and the people that you love in your life. And also the people that you love in your life, um, know you really well. Probably a lot of people have been privileged to like grow up with friends and like have known you through all these different stages. And so they'll call you on your bullshit. Probably when you bring them your problems, they're going to be on your side, of course, and champion you, especially if they're your sister, but they're also going to like give you a reflection of who you are. And in a space like talk therapy, the, um, there's a lot of plane for manipulation. There's a yeah, lot yeah, of space yeah. for you to be who you want to be and present what you want to present and get the reflection you want to get. Yeah, you know, and that's what therapy's always felt like to a manipulative mind like mine, especially in the air. It's like, what is the like? You're you're just giving who... me space to be manipulative. That's all it's felt like, you know. It's like you don't know me, and I'm smarter than you. So like, what are that's we doing here? You know? Especially, <laughs> as you
0: started the podcast with being like, I can't learn anything from anyone. So <laughs> yeah, like,
1: what are you going to teach me? But the people that know you, it's like, yeah. And and then when they <clears> call <throat> you out, even if you're defensive, like you know those truths too. Mm-hmm. and so it's such a heavier interaction that's why people don't like it that's why you don't like telling your friends and your family stuff because it's way more uncomfortable than telling somebody that you don't have to face every day but I also think it's like the uncomfortable work we probably need to be doing with our friends community family and ourselves like we should all
2: know each other's issues and like our each other's sensitivities and triggers and all that kind of stuff it's messy
1: we're messy like this professionalism shit that seeped into my fucking job now but now life and friends it's like god guys like formality we're humans I have to poop every day like i have to pee like what are we talking about you know i have to eat food i have to drink water down my gullet like this whole thing is so ridiculous see i I
2: think like i think part of my issue with this because like i had a great time with um i hung out with my friend julie the other night and we were just like joking about stuff and i just felt like like i didn't talk about anything really heavy or anything i just but i felt relieved and i think part of part of my issue is like i really cornered myself i me in particular i set myself up as the person people could turn to or would turn to oh you need money i got you you need a place to stay i got you you need fucking talk therapy here i am and i've never really gone to anybody for that kind of stuff so if i do it seems much more serious than it is yeah when it's just like i just need to vent about how mayor left the fucking dabs open and but if i go to my parents saying that they're gonna be like what the fuck you know what I mean? Like, the, like maybe not something that stupid, but like, it it would seem like for me for the first time in my life being like, I can't believe this, you know, and I went through a fucking divorce and no one knew, you know, like nobody was like, Hey, are you okay? Like, what's going on with you? Like yeah. everybody was just like, okay, cool. Sean doing his thing. If for at this stage of my life for me to be like, I just need to vent how, uh, how intense it is having two girlfriends. And I, like I, that's like the experience of like one day out of every three months for me yeah so to bring it to somebody would feel like so heavy and messy but i got my boy joey we can yeah, always talk say, you joey
1: know? there's a couple people in your life i feel like yeah. who are just like bubble buddy and they Good. go through the same
2: thing you
0: go
1: through the same thing can relate I hear to joey you.
2: talk about stuff and i'm like i go th- uh, we, we process Girls things are
0: annoying.
1: and you can talk shit about me to joey like what joey's gonna fucking not like me yeah. Try. I don't want
0: to talk shit Joey. about
2: you to me. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Try not, fucking you know love what me I mean? Joey. I don't but you
1: know what I mean? Like and, and I'm messy and like people should know I'm messy. Like I also do have nothing to hide. Like no, I, I don't, don't I don't know. Like I think obviously closing problems in a relationship is like usually how a lot of bad things brew. So it's okay to let be yeah, spent yeah. And I know it's oh, yeah. it's like, you want to well, seem like good. you have a perfect, tight relationship all the time. It's like, fuck it, This is dude. a
2: good data point for me.
1: Fuck
0: it. Yeah, fucking yeah. To say whatever. Fuck Talk, Talk so much shit. shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I trust that people can like see me for who I am and You'll love me. You'll hate me. Yeah. And even like whatever. everything you hate about me, whatever, like you it know, you, it's, it is. You yeah. guys
2: both can say this confidently because you know, the second I start venting like this, I come off like the insane one. You know what I mean? You're both like, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Go fucking tell your boys how annoying we are. And wait till the reflection I get back from them and how annoying they're like. We're girls like, please, are. can you just
0: talk to someone about your fucking ridiculous issues with us? Yeah, and they're
2: like, oh, my girlfriend won't fuck me. I'm like, oh, forget it. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I looked at Sean wrong yesterday and I like life was over. And so how do you even communicate that? I look at her, I said this thing, and she gave me this look. <laughs>
2: you base everything you do off looks i give and perceived things you know what i mean like oh my god i'm dying.
1: Yeah. Well, okay i just want to
0: say i've done therapy a couple times and found it really helpful and yeah, i yeah. like i did the headspace or talk therapy or something where you talk to like a chat gpt cha- chat gpt pretty much and it really helped me because she was just like breaking it down and like having me like going through a process of reflection and like Mm. there is, I think a place for um, like structured self-reflection within, with outside of the confines of people who have known you forever, you know? Mm. And I think it is important that uh, some people could really benefit from that perspective of like, even just being like, okay, let's reflect on how that makes you feel and having the safe space for Sean to maybe kind of, Get to the base of some of these core wounds in a way in a safe space where it's not like, Oh, he then all of a sudden has to turn it over and be like, Oh, what's what are your problems or I don't know, I just
1: Yeah, I actually wanted to to end what I was gonna say with I don't find it beneficial because I have a space that I carve out for myself for reflection and that's singing and that originally was kind of I feel like all of community's way of like hey I'm expressing myself freely yeah right and because yeah somebody's talking about this because Ariana Grande the same thing like in an interview years ago was like yeah I don't really believe in therapy like I go sing with my friends or whatever when I'm having a hard time and she got a bunch of backlash from people but it's like yeah but if you're somebody who has that space of going into a dark room be able to say whatever the fuck you want about your situation like yeah that is that replacement Mm -hmm. we heard
0: some of it last night
1: (laughs) yeah i mean my scene even though yeah i it's less personal than you think it is because i'm always writing from a place of like what connects my experience to everybody else's experience of conflict and relationality right yeah never like what's like personal about my experience like what yeah um but yeah space to express yourself is everything Mm. and especially with words probably not for everyone but yeah. I, I said is. this
0: the other day on the the podcast or whatever, but I was like doodling. I was fucking doodling the other day, and <laughs> totally. I was like learning stuff about myself. I was like, oh shit! It's like a form
1: of journaling. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm
0: not a journaler. I don't like to see my words written down. I like I don't like to see my thoughts written down. Let's just put it that way.
1: That really helps a lot of people, though. That's, uh, the, yeah. that's it. Their would container. probably help
2: us too <laughs> because like we're both like we were saying like how you talk shit about ketchup. Like, that's how I feel about journaling. I'm like, I don't need that. But then I'm like, because the same thing. I was like, I don't need to see this written out or want to. (laughs) I don't want want anyone to ever see this. (laughs) Yeah, it's like
0: I would like have to go burn it. And that's like just feels too permanent or something. Yeah, it's a good ritual.
2: Yeah, it it probably would help us. Getting your
1: thoughts
0: out and burning it.
1: That's great. That's some good magic. I done it. Solid. I done 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 that. <laughs> I dang done done that. I done it. <laughs> should probably do it more. No, you're, yeah. And I don't know what that is for Sean, but I do think that's important. Just to say things and not, yeah, for you to hear them, not even for that's other people it. to hear them. For even hear this them.
2: morning, like, I'm like, Mayor, like, you're picking around, like, trying to get me to say the thing. And it's like, the second I say it, I'm going to realize how stupid it is. And is this the reason I didn't say it? And it's going to become something and it doesn't need to become something. But- I don't know. It does help me. I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm ridiculous. I I just need like, and I'm I'm saying it in real time. I'm like, I know I'm ridiculous, but I'm like, oh God, it's just like, I have OCD (laughs) about certain things and it's like, yeah, just help me out. And I know I'm ridiculous, but just help me out. And you're like, yeah, I got you. So I'm glad I say it, but you realize how ridiculous it is. And to your point, I wouldn't get that kind of satisfaction telling a therapist. uh, Yeah. My girlfriend left open a fucking dab jar and dog hair got in there. Like he would be like, "What are you talking about?" Like, okay.
0: <laughs> well, you—I'm sure the, the therapist could get you to the core thing of like you're with someone that you're—you get fearful that they're not mindful of things that are important to you, and it makes you yeah, feel yeah. unsafe. And like you could fucking unpack all of it.
2: You just did, and I didn't have to pay anything. Shit. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he knows though. He knows yeah. it's control no, know. stuff too, yeah. with like his environment and having chaos. And yeah, I'm definitely a chaos magician. Like, there's no way to escape that part of my magic. In no, this way. It, it helps me. Like, I am definitely more Neptune than Saturn, and mm-hmm. and, and it's a part. It's my I'm unlearning it. Like, I want to be cleaner and me- or whatever. But like, I got messier when I got on my own and I started to pay all my own bills and do all my own things, and it became a space for rebellion in my yeah, life. Yeah, where it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I have to be so fucking responsible for so much shit that like I'm going to throw my socks yeah, yeah, and that feels really good to me.
2: <laughs> and Mary, you're so young too. You know, like, like that's the other thing. Like I'm applying to you like how a man in his forties needs to fucking do his <laughs> thing in order to keep it on the rails. And it's like, first of all, that doesn't apply to you. Secondly, you're like, you're so young. You yeah. might, you might not want to be rebellious in that way in your life. You might I be, don't want to be,
1: but I'm just, I, yeah. I see how clear it is a part of my life where like yeah. this child that feels like she's not getting enough child time is like, you know acting out or whatever i'm
2: me too that's my whole adult life has been like trying (laughs) to reclaim my childhood and be like no one can tell me anything i'm just here to have fun because i didn't for the first half of my life like yeah stop
0: i think it's kind of why we all none of us want to have kids because we're like trying to have our own childhood like my childhood i was an only child so it wasn't like it was i had a fun time but it was like i was a bigger of a more of an adult from a young age and i think we all were forced to be yeah you know in a way that we're like being a kid wasn't even that great. Why would we want to do this to someone else?
2: No, we were laughing about that on our hike the other day. I'm like, I didn't really like my childhood that much. Or being a kid. And Kat's like, I didn't really like We were all like, yeah, we didn't like being kids. And now we're being kids. <laughs>
1: It feels like for me from my mother, from her mother dying when she was 12, yeah. oldest of like four siblings and having to become a mother and losing her childhood. I feel like that's the karma I'm living. It's like yeah. her backlog of not having a childhood and me being like, all right, well, we're going to do this thing.
2: That's where the, we're gonna the kink sh- in the generational hose <laughs> of love was like, not that you can pinpoint it. You it know, like Like, it, like for me, I, I had to smoke DMT and go back, like, seven <laughs> generations and be like, oh, back in the motherland, they didn't have enough to fucking eat. There was yes, this, I oh, know. I see why my dad ended up the way he did. <laughs> <laughs> I had to smoke DMT. For you, you're like, my mom's mom died at yeah. fucking 12 years old, and she had to raise her siblings, and she got robbed of her childhood, and she's probably angry about it in a way that comes out when she drinks. Like, tell oh. you why she drinks.
1: Oh, yeah, totally. And the grief thing with the control, like – Everybody that I know in my life that's lost somebody when they're young tends to be more like wanting things organized because it seems like a way. Mm. I guess grief is very chaotic. You know, losing someone feels very chaotic and out of control. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah.
2: Well, when we lost Aaron, we came. I mean, she died at one. And we were back up at the house by two o'clock and me, my mom and my sister, uh, Megan cleaned this house. Like that's all we did. We just cleaned yeah. the house for like yeah. a day straight while my dad went and tried to score a crack and you know, it was it was chaos, but that was like the one thing we seemed to be able to <laughs> exactly. like you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: You guys wanna switch over to the Patreon? You still, are you down? <laughs> Demon
2: seat, Three Demon kids in a crackdad. Oh my god. Um, yeah. Do you guys want to do a little more on the Patreon? Sure. Cool. See what You're happens. Down? We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? We're we're trying to sell this thing. We'll see what happens. No, I think we should say the Patreon episodes. The well, a lot of times are better than the ones that we do here because we're a little warm. We've warmed up a little bit. A lot of times they sputter out. But you get to see. <laughs>
0: gamble and see what happens.
2: Gamble with a dollar. You know. I thought I unplugged that.
1: (laughs) It's our ringing out. Yeah. yeah. Phone.
2: Yeah, this is our ring out. (laughs) (laughs) Patreon.com slash Church of Chill. You can find so much stuff there, including access to our Discord community. It's worth it just for that. And uh, MareBear on all M-A-R-E-B-A-R-E. On all music platforms, check out uh, Mary's growing S- catalog. Some new
0: stuff coming out soon that we got a preview st- of last yes, night. That's uh,
2: really, really like Mary just keeps getting better at her crafts, which is okay. so exciting to watch.
0: I, oh, can we play our or Hakuna Matata remix on the Patreon? Yes. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> we're gonna we we're
2: it? gonna play one of our songs on the on the Patreon episode. We'll pull some cards and we'll we'll have a loose, good, uh, vibey time.
1: Yeah, we made a little E P that's on all music platforms as well. Yes. If you wanna get Sean and cast, put what, a little song down.
2: What's the E P called?
1: Creatures of the Marsh.
2: Creatures of the Marsh. Check out that E. P by Mare Mowgli Bay. M- Mowgli's on it. I play butt bongos on Cast.
1: Yeah. It's got all the stuff.
2: Yeah. Um Yeah, thanks for joining us. <laughs> we deeply appreciate the community and the support. We and, really do. Um yeah. Wow. Well, Be-
0: psychic love out to you guys
2: oh mad love and if you relate with us in any way leave it in the comments like it really warms our hearts
0: smash the like and subscribe button (laughs) and think about your daddy and mommy issues definitely
2: hell yeah peace love and magic (laughs) y'all